Today I'm going to share with you a message, the title of which looks quite unusual, but that is what God laid on my heart. Whilst I was praying for what to share, in the year of excellence, then the message came, and the title is Customer Service. Lord, we thank you for this morning. Almighty God, we pray that your word that is coming to us will be a blessing to us. We open the level of our understanding. We we'll receive your truth. The truth that is able to save our souls. The truth that is able to build us up. That we will live here better people than we came. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Customer service. So I was asking myself, what scriptures am I going to use to preach customer service? Because when you talk about customer service, it's as if you've gone to business school or somewhere, or a workshop somewhere, and they are teaching you customer service. But that is the message the Lord laid on my heart. So this morning, we are going to learn about customer service. Amen. Customer service that can improve your Christian life, improve your business life, improve every aspect of your life. Whatever you are doing, customer service is very, very important. Amen. See, because a customer service, sir. So we are the ocean crow customer service. Who is a customer? This is not a dictionary definition. My own definition is the person who is the reason why you exist. The person who is the reason why you exist and bear a particular title. Amen. So whatever title you carry on this planet, the person who is the reason why you exist and carry that title is your customer. So let me give you a simple example. If you call yourself a teacher and you are teaching in the classroom, teacher is a title. Amen. Who is the person who is the reason why you exist? The student. Amen. The student. So the student who is the reason why you exist and the reason why you carry that title called teacher is your customer. And you see, anytime you stand to deliver a service with somebody sitting down, the line of customer service has been drawn. So you go to a classroom and the students are sitting down and the teacher is what? Standing. Amen. Most often teachers who come and sit down and teach while they are not lecturing, most often they don't do well. Because the basic rule of customer service is being brief. Have you gone to a restaurant that you see that the waiter is also sitting down together with the person who is being served before? In two call restaurant now unko chop bar now who are who could take service who could did you know? Oti wa na di oba be sumo no nunzo abetena ho. Who jina ho? Amen. 
So anytime you stand before people to deliver a service, the line of customer service has been drawn. And this is a basic definition. The one or the person who is the reason why you exist. And bear a particular title. So if I bear the title a pastor, who is my customer? It is you. That's why you are sitting there and I'm standing. I hope you are getting me. Aha. So if they say coronavirus and quickly we start putting these things there, it is customer service. I have thought of you. I have thought about your safety. I have thought about what I need to do to secure your safety while you are coming here. And then we put all those things there. Some are here. Some are at the back for the children. We are not waiting for you to come and enter here and make noise before we will start doing what we need to do. So that is telling you about customer service. And so customer service applies everywhere. customer service. And that is what God was telling me when I was trying to find out what customer service is. One thing I want you to take note is that the titles, titles go with service delivery. Titles go with service delivery. And the people you deliver service are your customers. Amen. Your customer title title. Mumubi are more title. Kwanzu himself a title. Seamstress. A title. Amen. Ice water seller. A title. Inti say you see a fapeni people be over one title or the other. So titles go with service delivery. The people you deliver that service that has given you that title are your customers. That's one thing we have lost track of as Ghanaians. Because I've gone to few countries. Probably I've not traveled extensively like Dr. and Mr. Marty. And they keep traveling back and forth. But at least the few travelings that I've gone I've seen how people do customer service. That is totally different from our country. And when I say totally different, it's far, far, far ahead than what we do here. Amen. Amen. The excellence of your service to your customer is what adds ways to your title. That is what adds way to your titles. What I've noticed is that many like the titles, but they are not prepared to deliver the service that goes with the title. So let me give you another title. Husband is a title. Amen. You were a man before you became a husband. The title of a husband means that you have a service to render to the person who is the reason why you carry that title. And who is the reason why you carry that title? It's your wife. Amen. Same way when you talk about wife, it's the same thing. Doctor is a title. Amen. So let's start asking ourselves those questions. That if I carry the title of a husband or the title of a wife, am I delivering the service that adds weight to that title? And as a title, nah. One title that I've seen that people take but they don't want to is messenger. Quite you may say messenger. Yeah, the messenger boho, no aqua apply. I feel yes, Sumana. And I will cry me any penny. And I will cry and yes, school, na man, you'll be unfamiliar. 
Kamenya se meti hawe mu nyina suma suma mi. But you saw a title which is called messenger. And you went for it and you took that title. And that title goes with a service and adds the weight that goes with that title. And so that is what I've seen with Ghanaians. We do things, we take the title, but we ourselves belittle the titles we have taken so that we cannot offer the service and we cannot add the weight that goes with the title. So you go everywhere, everybody is complaining. And because of that, we are unable to move higher to a higher place. Amen. We are unable to move higher. When I lost my father and then I was looking into his things and I saw he has written his own autobiography. Then I start looking at where he started from. And he said he was a laborer. Then whilst he was a laborer, he started learning how to type. Then the white man in that office one day entered and saw that the laborer was playing with the typewriter and got very angry. Why would a laborer come into the office and come and play with the typewriter? Not knowing he has learned the typing on his own. And then when they have difficulty there, he comes in to join them with the office and does the things for them. So this angry white man saw him and saw that truly the man was typing the thing as it is. This anger changed to surprise. Both are emotions though. Anger and surprise are all emotions. His anger sadly changed to surprise. That is what earned him his, his uh, upgradement from a laborer to a clerk. And he went on and won on and he retired as a senior civil servant. But that is that he was the first person who taught me that the a statement that has all the 26 or 27 alphabet is the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. All the alphabets are inside. He told me why he was learning typing. That is the first thing they asked him to type. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. And if you are able to type the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog, type it for about 15 times. You are learning how to familiarize yourself with the key on the typewriter and to learn where every letter is. So why am I saying it? I'm telling you about a laborer who became a clerk and then went on and on and on. Why? If he had taken his laborer to be just there and not be interested in his laborer job and not be aspiring, he wouldn't have aspired to anything. So many people like titles, but they are not prepared to deliver the service that goes with the titles. So that is why this morning I have come to tell you about customer service in church. Jesus had so many other titles. For the sake of time, I'm going to tell you about two. His excellent customer service confirmed those titles. Title number one, people used to call him rabbi. Rabbi means teacher. Amen. Rabbi means teacher. I told you that when the, the, I was praying and the topic came, I was wondering what am I going to preach about customer service. But whilst I'm praying, God started to say, go and preach about Jesus. He's the best example of customer service. So he had a title. One of the titles is rabbi. Now open your Bible to Mark chapter 1. And look at how his customer service added weight to the title called rabbi. Mark chapter 1, 21 to 22. 
Are you there with me? He said, Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. So he has gone into the synagogue and has begun teaching. The people were amazed at his teaching. Do you see the reaction to his teaching? They were amazed at his teaching. For he taught with real authority. Quiet unlike the teachers of the religious law. Amen. You see, excellence in customer service will always separate you from the crowd. Amen. In the synagogue, the people who teach in the synagogue were teachers of the religious law. Now we have this man who was walking back and forth. Everybody knew him to be a carpenter's son. Now the carpenter's son, who carries the title of a carpenter's son in the community, has now assumed a new title. They are calling him Rabbi, Rabbi. Opportunity has come for him to add value or weight to the name Rabbi. And when he stood there and started preaching, what happened is that the people marveled at the way he taught. Amen. Your good customer service or excellent customer service must create a difference between what you do and what other people who are doing the same thing. Amen. So if you carry the, the title of a teacher, you carry the title of a Kobe seller, somebody should come and find a difference in what you are doing. Currently, when you go to our market and you go and look for vegetables, the problem with our vegetables is that when the people are harvesting, they pump with the sides on the thing and they don't care about the time intervals. At the end, they say, would you go to certain time and say, what harvest it? And so, I'm person be used to with the sides, they say, you're pumping, sir. What's the market? They Then I keep asking myself, who will enter this area and pick these things and try and clean them and wash them so neat and put them in neat rubber so that when you enter the same market, you will meet the same thing, same price, but you see one package differently. That is what makes a difference. Amen. So customer service, excellence must make a difference between you and what other people are doing. And Jesus who carried the title rabbi, made a difference. Those who listened to him said, this one doesn't teach like our religious teachers or the Pharisees. He teaches with the real authority. Amen. Because he has assumed a title. If you go to Mark chapter 6, you are in Mark chapter 1. Come to chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Come to Mark chapter 6. Look at verse 2. He said the next Sabbath he began teaching in the synagogue and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? And this one is in his own country. Amen. He entered his own country in Nazareth and people kept wondering, this teaching, this miracle is different. Amen. What would differentiate you from those who are doing the same thing that you are doing? That is what we call excellent customer service. In this school near, a day in a mountain so from other students. Oh, my can you pass and pour? Lecture, and you know, sir, where this, 
Amen. But you should be able to have a broad mind, inquiring mind to set you up. So that when you stand up to answer a question in the classroom, the lecturer himself will know that this is a different student. He has gone beyond. We are called that also what? Excellent customer service. Amen. So when you look at Jesus' title, Rabbi, he showed a difference. The difference is what we call excellent. Excellent is different. Another uh, word for excellent is distinction. It is distinct. A dance room. Amen. The other title people call him was what? Savior. Amen. Savior. In Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, whilst he was going to be giving birth to they prophesied about the angel told the person that the child you are giving birth to will be called Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So on no title, no the free the buy. And to even title be a while with the free the buy. And interest free title You need not add weight. To that title. So Jesus was born a savior according to what? Matthew 1 21. But what did people see about him? Come to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. We are looking at verse 42. John 4 42. If you are there with me, let me hear an amen. Now this is Jesus who have gone to preach in Samaria. And he, he met this Samaritan woman and preached to her. The Samaritan woman carried his message and gave to the people. And now see the people's testimony. After they have had an encounter with Jesus. They said, then they said to the woman. John 4, 42. They said to the woman. Now we believe. Not just because of what you told us. But because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the savior of the world. Amen. Matthew 121 was what was proclaimed and conferred upon him. Title Free John chapter 4:42. Amen. Some of us, we carry the title, but when people come to have interaction with us, they cannot say, indeed, he is what he's, they say he is. He can't say, indeed, he is a doctor. Indeed, he is an accountant. Indeed, he is a pastor. Indeed, he is a teacher. What they hear will be different from what they experience. But the difference between Matthew 121 and John 4.42 is a title that has been conferred and a title that is being conferred by experience. Proven by your customer service. Amen. So when you meet the people who are the reason why you exist and the reason why you carry the title that you carry, what is going to be their testimony? What is going to Indeed, he's a chorister. Because when he stands here to minister, we experience the presence of God. His song, the way he sings and raises his song, touches our heart. They say, indeed, he's a savior. The first one we heard from you, but now we have experience for ourselves. Customer service is an experience. Amen. It's an experience. 
everyone who wants to excel should be able to answer these questions. If you want to excel in customer service, you should be able to answer this question. Who are my customers? What service am I supposed to deliver? Question Why customers? What service am I supposed to deliver? You see, the title you call yourself should be able to help you answer these questions. The title you call yourself. So if you call yourself a banker and you start asking yourself, who are my customers? Then it should be the people who come to the bank. What service am I supposed to deliver? It should be banking service. Now the question is when the people who, uh, who come to the bank come and experience your banking service, would they be able to say the same thing that was said about Jesus concerning his title as a savior? In John chapter 4 verse 42, would they say indeed that man is what they say he is? Or they will go back out of your place angry? Amen. Or they will go back out of the place angry? So the title you call yourself should help you answer these questions. Amen. Unfortunately, you so titles everywhere. And when you come to ministry, because that place, nobody will come and fight you. Or I mean, you can't call yourself a doctor and Ghana Medical Association will leave you to practice. You can't call yourself a lawyer and Ghana Bar Association will leave you to practice. They will come asking you questions. You can't call yourself a pharmacist and pharmaceutical council will leave you to practice. You can call yourself a pastor and nobody will ask you any question. Apostle, prophet, evangelist. So you take it and then you don't know who your customers are. You don't know what service you are supposed to deliver. And you are doing anything anyhow. Nowadays, it was interesting that when they want teachers to write licenses, um, uh, teachers were protesting. I'm surprised at you. Teachers, hear me and hear me again. Yes, <laughs> That is why when you, are, you want to hold the government to some, because anybody can enter your profession. Can you go and enter the medical profession free? Ghana Institution of Engineers are there. You can't enter their profession when they have not tested you and given you a stamp and a certificate. politics. Ask yourself whether what they are bringing you. I mean, that, that I was telling somebody in the office. I made a statement and he was trying to challenge me. I said, let me tell you. We, in our pastoral work, we are trained to carry the Bible on one hand and carry the newspaper on another hand. So, we won't preach Bible to you and just Bible to you. We will preach whatever is happening around to you so that you can make wise decisions. That is why the politicians feel uncomfortable with us. Because what I will tell you, you yourself, you will see that I'm leading you to the right direction. So go and write exams as a professional teacher. So that those who don't write that exam, they can't enter your profession. It becomes a preserve. You can now ask for better things, better service, and better conditions. 
And don't follow people who are just as I'm saying, who are not thinking about the future. Obey you enjoy as I'm true. Even Bible school, I saw pastors copying. Bible school, also for career copy. Nire fisa or better exams na passing so nyankop won be failing. But I'm saying about true. When you get there, God will fail you. Because the Audi be mukura was that what what is your credibility in coming to do what you are doing? So nobody likes exams so. So don't allow those things to put you away. Those of you who have exam papers hanging on your neck and you are dodging wayek and dodging you are growing older. Nobody likes exam. So go and sit down and start planning so that you can move ahead. Amen. So the title you carry should be able to. Now I want us to move to characteristics of people who excel in customer service. Those who excel in customer service, they have certain characteristics. And you see a lot in Jesus. You see a lot of it in Jesus. How he dealt with the people he's called to serve and delivered what he wants to give to the people. So we are going to look at Jesus much more. Characteristics of people who are selling customer service, number one. They don't deliver excuses. They are always ready to deliver the service they are called to offer. As if they don't have challenges. Problem, I mean, we like delivering excuses. And he expects you to understand. Uh, it's an excuse, a good excuse. I would say you do light. <laughs> oh, na me yare. In so toye, it rained. The most unacceptable one is I forgot. That's the most unacceptable because oh, me refie. Of course, I catch you say me refie. He say what he has said now ko. Because it's a good excuse to forget. It's a good excuse that there is light. Or say we only see see dum 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 light. Amen. Whereas somebody will sleep and wake up at dawn and still sew the thing to meet a deadline, you are using the light off as an excuse. Oh, it rained in so toy. Amen. In so toy. So they don't they deliver excuses and we like delivering excuses. Instead of delivering what? The service we are called to deliver. You see, in John chapter 9, verse 4, Jesus said something. John 9, 4. He said, We must quickly carry out the task as assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. Why do you think he's saying that? We must quickly deliver the task that has been assigned to us. We must deliver it. Because a time comes when you can't deliver the service. We like it. So you see that most Ghanaians who work in uh, multinationals are different. <laughs> they are timeliness, what they want to do. If you ask those of us who have worked with multinationals, you see that it's a different thing altogether. Yet they have excuse. So be at it. I say, oh, my excuse. How many of you have walked to church one day and I said that, you see, there was light off in my house the whole day so I couldn't prepare. So today, please, let's, we can preach. Let's do the worship and let's go. Eh? 
I go through light off. Oh, yesterday I wasn't feeling well. So you see, because I wasn't feeling well, today I can't preach. Uh, meanwhile, you are the customers. And the whole of yesterday, from almost morning to evening, we are sitting now planning my father's funeral. Cause to cry in February. Yet I'm standing here preaching. So I could have had an, a good excuse. And you always have a good excuse. The difference is whether you understand what Jesus is saying. That let's do the things we need to do at the right time. Because there are times that you cannot do the thing. And because of that, you must start thinking ahead and planning ahead. And stop giving excuses. There will always be challenges. There will always be challenges. Every human being has, who needs challenges. Amen. But if you are customer service minded, you deliver what you are called to offer. You don't deliver excuses. So let's change our mind as people. The light off, it rained, I forgot, all those things. Put it away. Because what will separate you from the rest is these things. Whilst everybody is giving excuses, you are always ready to take up the challenge, no matter what. And do it. Amen. You are ready to take up the challenge. Recently I heard a pastor. Uh, complaining about a pastor. Who I have served under before. And that when he wants you to preach. He won't tell you. He won't give you advance notice. You are there the day before. He will come and tell you tomorrow. Prepare and come and Meanwhile you are a pastor. And you see when I was serving with that man. It's the same thing that made me prepare. So sometimes you hear that I'm expecting a guest minister. He hasn't arrived and I've started preaching. Well, man may preach you fine. There won't be any flaw because I have not put my whole weight that I'm having a guest, so it's an escape route to go and rest. When that you'll be able to preach, you escape route to go and rest. Now in the between no floor catch us and a car say and a BBS you won't me ma overheading. You won't serve your customers. You tell them they should go home because the guests couldn't come. So uh, let's do the worship and let's go. Because I haven't prepared. And that is what we do. We always look at the challenges and we use the excuses and we are not prepared to push out excuses. But one characteristic of people who offer customer service, excellent customer service in the year of excellence, they don't deliver excuses. They are ready to leave, deliver the service because they are always conscious of the timings of when there is an opportunity and the time that will come that you can deliver what you deliver either because of something and Jesus is pointing that to us in John chapter 9 verse 4 number 2 they leave their customers with the feeling that makes them want to come back again customer service is a feeling amen whatever it is if it is food the person eats the food must go with a feeling if it is something that I'm giving the person at a service, he must go with a feeling that he wants to come back again. Amen. Will he feel like 45 minutes not there better? We're wasting the time. And I said 45 minutes that is the difference. When I see pastors, especially those who pay for airtime, and they use all the airtime to point direction to their church. You are there to deliver. Look, if you deliver quality customer service, the people themselves will look for you. 
You don't even need to direct them. They will look for where you are. Amen. Because Jesus didn't have the things we have now. But people were always chasing, looking for him. What did he deliver? That he can even tell people, don't tell anybody. And yet they will tell and people will come. That's the difference. So they leave customers with a feeling that makes them want to come back again. And one country that I've seen they deliver good is South Africa. When you go there, I don't know, but they, they have a way wanting you to feel you want to come back again. They have a way of everything that you see. The person, you go and you are, in the, I remember they use a card, the same card you use for the room you use for the lift. Then one time I think the thing, it has expired. So I enter the lift and when you put it in the lift, you're supposed to be before you can press the floor you want to arrive. I enter the you put the thing there, it's not picking. You put the thing there, it's not picking. By the time I open to get out to go and complain, somebody was standing in front of me with a new card to exchange the one that I had. Customer service. We, when they gave us a room, we were in the room and the other lady who was on the other room on the same veranda said, people pass this veranda too much and I can't sleep. Because anytime they are, I'm sleeping and people are passing, I'm tempted to go and peep who is it. So she went to complain that where you've put us, the place is too busy with people passing around. It's too close to stairs. As if that is not enough. You know, when they want to change their room and she said that we are on a course, so we have to Yes, meet and do discussion. They move all of us to another place and that place was better than where we were complaining about. Customer service. By the time they finish with you, what they want to do is they are giving you a feeling to want to come back again. When people come to visit your shop, do they want to come back again or they don't want to come back again? Ghana, the Uber Kono, Nipa not a reception, Hono. Now what the Yaki can and say, you say, Reception hone hono oke can more. No wake can I say the oye crefenus a hono or ye ne quiet time. Or ye quiet time no front desk who cannot hear by boom now try so be a castle cry a bun sam now by same quiet time. Customer service. Customer service. There are times to do things and anybody who is living where you are offering the service must have the feeling of wanting to come back again. If the person doesn't have a feeling to want to come back again, you have never delivered customer service. You have never delivered customer service. And we make a lot of mistakes. Obi up our shop or party anybody. Minim How would the person live with this feeling? You think they will come again? Whereas when you go, our Nigerian brothers will sit you down. Or go sit down. He will, let you sit down. He will run to the next five shops. He will let you go there. You go and bring the thing. And come and give it to you. If it's two cities, he will give it to you at two cities, 50 pesos. And will serve you. And tell your guy, when you want to come, come back again. We are here. We will tell the guy When you finish there, you go around closing their shops that they should move because they are fighting with you. Go and check customer service. Sometimes we should be very blunt with some of these things. And we will like money, all money at a go. Look at the way we rent our houses. 
And then no discussion was into a person do three years, two years advance. My father is the only one I saw who doesn't like renting house to people for more than a year. About six months, one year. Why? After one year, six months, you know. So when did the money you to me too easily? Some of the people we increase to suck them out of the house. But we there, we always want to collect all the money. See, cannot them the advance for the rent can buy a land somewhere. So we make things difficult for ourselves. Our customer service is so bad because we want everything at a go. And by the time we finish with somebody we call a customer, there is no feeling for the person to want to come back again. Because we leave him with a bad feeling. You go to universities around in Ghana, by the time you finish and you want your certificate, it's Wahala. Because they don't see the students as their customers. Meanwhile, you go to outside, they will leave you with so much good feeling that when you go as an alumni, you are always connected to the school doing things for the school. Everywhere from everywhere, one thing that we lack as a nation is the kind of feeling we live with the people who come to what? Take our service. From schools to hospitals to everywhere, you go to hospital, the nurse carries a title nurse and yet something else there's no customer service profiling the person and most of it we like to deal with people who look something and not everybody amen but if you want to leave people with a feeling then your service must be non-discriminatory amen it must be non-discriminatory once only panatimia room no, are you prepared to take the service and pay for whatever is there? Don't look at his stature and his title and his suit and anything. He has come. Deliver it. And when the person is going, he goes with a feeling of wanting to come back again. Or you register the memory of yourself in the person's mind. Number three. Their customers are their signposts. Pointing others even from afar to their excellent delivery. Their customers are their signposts. Amen. Their customers are their signposts. You see, your customers are the best signposts than the one you put by the roadside. Your customers are the best signposts. Because even if you don't have a signpost, people will tell people about what you do. Look at our church as an example. We put signposts there and they keep blocking the signposts away. Yeah, they see her. No more see her. No more too. Who they see him for him for? No, you too. And think I say I saw him here empty. Because back where you fresh one, this you almost two years. They see quite a two or you too. Nini ne gwe chile ho. So we don't have a signpost as at now, except the miserable one that is here. The miserable one on this. Please, and no cry no be too. And the one we put at that end, they two cry, and then cry. But you see, if your signpost is really what is going to point people from even afar, it depends on the service you are prepared to deliver. Amen. The testimony of people, 
That is why Jesus didn't have a radio ministry. Jesus didn't have a building with a signpost. He didn't have a megaphone to shout and tell people. But always people were following him. Because when they come to him, they live with a certain feeling. He delivers a certain service. And that service is a signpost. In Ghana, one thing I have noticed is that people start young and fresh. They don't have signpost, but they never catch this revelation. And you know, we say, oh, a German affair, I must start it. Into me, yes, it can be a shop big and yes, signpost. But some year, dear, me year, me Yemen, Nipa, me noah. They will give me recommendation to three or four people, and it keeps going. By the time I realize, I have a lot of people dealing with. Even before I decide, I want to settle down with an office. Amen. Look at what was happening in Mark chapter five. I say we are talking about Jesus. Mark chapter five. Look at verse eighteen. Mark five eighteen. Your customers are your signpost. If you serve them well, they will point to others even from afar. They will go and tell people about your excellent delivery. People will come to the same office where you are sitting with others and they will be comfortable dealing with you than others. Because when they come to you, you leave them with a certain feeling. The way you do the same thing. Are you in Mark 5? Look at verse 18. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, No, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been to you. Amen. Look at what Jesus said. Analyze Jesus' statement. He didn't say, that, Go and tell them that you are demon-possessed and you have been healed. He didn't give the man the kind of message to go and tell. He said, you yourself, go and tell your experience. Go to your family, tell them your experience. Amen. Customers will go and tell people their experience. And what they tell them about their experience will tell the clients you will get. Although you may not have a signpost and you may not even have an office. So Jesus said, look at it again. The verse 19. He said, but Jesus said, No go home to your family tell them everything the Lord has done for you he didn't say tell them you have been healed tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been to you so that's what he left him now let's see what the man is going to do so the man started off to visit the ten towns did he tell him to go to ten towns he said family but he's gone beyond in the Greek they call the ten towns Decapolis the man is going through the Decapolis to go and tell Jesus, tell, give a testimony. He said he went to ten towns of the region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus has done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. Amen. Everyone was amazed. to meet now, come and say, I will condition the way of Bono. And here now, you are. You are in your business. Amen. Obit me show what I raise, what I did, and why not come here? He's supposed to go and tell his family he's moving to the Decapolis. Why? Because he has experienced something. 
And what he has experienced, he is going to point to people living from afar. Amen. Signboard who here, marketing who here, but there are other things that are even less expensive, especially if you are now starting business. It's less expensive. The testimony of people by the customer service. In Sukana, the old senior I mean, we make excuses for mediocrity. Oh, senior she. Oh, and I see where they wake it away. Now we, and that is what the white people used to beat us. Fataria yapamu webrochene bimu. Ubu se munu wasaye interlocking any other things inside. Into manu kra wasaye jai kesiye wuma se chiri wa upese uku biu wa bibiu. Wasaye the extra button kra sanye tuye inside. Into toshe te pape biya wuma abonse button maybe a one two a tuye inside. The guy has taught of you and is giving you. Oh, we are no asan the label aboha. So you have companies that are as old as over 100 years. T.M. Lewin. 18 something that they started doing shirts. Today if you pick T.M. Lewin shirt, it is so expensive. But they are not out of business. Amen. They are not out of business. Why? Because of the service. Their service is a signpost. And it's always pointing at us. Who shall T.F. Where they also T.M. Lewin? It sells itself. Amen. But we are not prepared to allow our customer service to sell itself. All that we are prepared to do is to always be on social media and making noise and yes, we are doing very little. Amen. We are doing very little. We like the money, the money, the money. But we don't like what goes into the money. So, the testimony of people doesn't add to what we are delivering. Number four. People who desire excellence look for feedback to improve on their service delivery. They look for feedback. They look for feedback. Feedback. Amen. You see, Japanese people have a strategic management principle called Kaizen. Kaizen means continuous improvement. Yesu swa se ujari no enyari ya. Yesu ujari ni e Japan. Bibia obeye bia ni e bia e Japan. Ene Japan kansu no bia pekrache ni njina. We like the Toyotas and the rest. They came to that level because of what? Continuous improvement. And you can only do continuous improvement if you have a good feedback loop. You don't, you don't solicit for feedback to find out from the people you are. We are driving. You must ask for feedback. I remember my children were in a certain school. I went there and I was talking to the the, the owner of the school and giving that the, because when I took the children there you have started the school barely a year or two the children have stayed in your school ah, for so many years and they are getting to JHS so if somebody like me come and tell you that your standard have dropped you don't put a defensive attitude and start lecturing me when he finished I told him in the face that papa I know you are a Christian but I'm telling you when you look at the temple of Israel what was built while people were celebrating the new one those who saw the older one were crying because they know that the, the standard has dropped 
So I'm telling you that the customer who wants to keep you is the one who comes to talk to you and give you feedback. The one who doesn't care, he will walk out. He won't come and ask you any questions. Unfortunately for us, when people give us feedback, we reject it. Especially as the We will put all kinds of defenses. We do it everywhere, including our marriage. Remember, I've told you that in marriage, you carry a title. Amen. If you carry a title, a husband, it means that your customer is your wife. If you carry a title, a wife, your customer is your husband. And the Bible has defined it clearly. Love while she submits. Ask yourself whether you are doing good customer service. Now when the other person is giving feedback, then you block your ears. Either you walk out, or you go and find something and do. Who show phones? And phone number. You don't like feedback. You don't like feedback. People don't know how to take feedback for anything to improve. Feedback will improve your customer service. Amen. And Japan has come this far because they solicit for feedback and they use the feedback to do research to improve. So the next car that is coming is an improvement. Look at VW. When we were young, VW keep burning in the beam between the road. How many of you know that? And China overheating a jatum. And It's a better apotro. Because they have improved on it. It's no longer catching fire. But we, we don't want to take feedback. Look at Jesus, how he took feedback. Matthew chapter 16. Come to Matthew 16. And look at Jesus. I'm telling you that the best customer service is Jesus. Matthew 16. Are you insisting? Look at verse 13. So let's get feedback. Papa Noah, I'm telling him about the school and the service and he was lecturing me. The day I, have, I took the children away, he was sad. I'm telling you now, you are now lecturing me and telling me plenty things. When somebody is giving you feedback, take it and take it and take it. I have a headmaster who told us, look, even if what I'm telling you is nonsense, it's two words. Take the sense, leave the none. Because it's nonsense. Take, slash it into two. Take sense and throw away the none. But don't throw away everything. People don't like feedback. Amen. People don't like feedback. Are you in Matthew 16? Let's read from verse 13. When Jesus came to the reason of Caesarea Philippa, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? Amen. Who do people say Reverend Ameyao is? That is feedback. Amen. Who do people say the son of man? Well, they replied. Some say John the Baptist. I'm sure he was surprised when he heard John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Others say Jeremiah. Or one of the other prophets. So your feedback will tell you what people think about the service you are delivering. So some look at Jesus. They saw John the Baptist. Some look at Jesus. They saw Elijah. Some look at Jesus and all that they saw is some prophets. Some even say Jeremiah. Then look at what he said. Then he asked them, who do you say I am? Amen. Who do you say I am? Because you see, the customer service for people afar is different from people close. Amen. 
So if you go to this community and you ask them, probably they will have a certain mindset about me. But the question is, you who are sitting here, who do you say I am? So if you go out there and somebody is saying something about me, that is not the reality. And you also go and join in. You yourself, you have not helped yourself. Because you, you are supposed to know better. Amen. You are supposed to know better. So Jesus when they say, who do you say I am? All of them feedback. He's talking about internal and what? External feedback. Internal and external feedback. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. You are the Messiah, the son of Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from human beings. Amen. So he was I, somebody was telling me about a bank where they put a suggestion box under where the CCTV camera is. Maybe a CCTV camera. I want a bank and a suggestion box and they see. Into your staff now they be too normal capture or so they be a tumpe. No master They don't have good people to advise them. They don't like good feedback. It's a cosmetic. And most of us, we do cosmetic things in the name of getting feedback. But everybody must desire to get a feedback. As long as you carry some title and you are delivering some service, whether you are delivering it in the home, if you are a father, your children are your customers. That's why you carry that title. What are you delivering to them? Will you leave them with a feeling that when they grow old, they want to come home? And I will say, yeah, the jungle is free. <laughs> Customer service. So feedback is very important. Jesus was asking the people, external and internal feedback. What do people think I am? Who do they think I am? Inside here, what do you two think I am? Amen. If you are get if you get the external wrong and they are saying Elijah and things, fine. It is not so much of a shock because they are outside. What about those inside? If none of his disciples could tell that is the Messiah, it's a problem. Amen. It's a problem. But when he did the external, they were saying things. Elijah, John the Baptist, Jeremiah. He didn't concern himself that much. As for them, over time they will know. But what about you who is inside here? What about you? And Peter said, you are the Messiah. And he said, bingo, God has revealed this to you. I'm happy that at least the feedback here is pointing to the right direction. It means that I am doing it right and I can continue. But if the people who are with me in my inner circle cannot tell whether I'm the Messiah, it means that I need to do a lot more work. What will tell you whether you need to do a lot more work is the feedback you get internally and the feedback you get externally. Amen. So as pastors, we can preach well. When it comes to my family, you people will be external feedback. My wife and children will be internal. Amen. And it should be the same with everybody. People who desire excellence look for feedback. And when feedback is coming, they don't get defensive. When feedback is coming, they don't close their ears. That is our problem. Most people close their ears. Feedback. 
Number five, they look beyond men's approval to deliver wholehearted service. They look beyond men's approval to deliver wholehearted service. Ghana, the reason why we complain too much over everything is that we are always looking for men's approval. That is why Christians can go to places and when you get there, you don't see anything Christian about what they do because they are looking for human approval. Human approval. Colossians 3.23 He said work willingly at whatever you do. Whatever you do, work willingly. Then it is what you want to do, work willingly. Amen. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ and that the master you are serving is Christ. So whatever you do, work willingly. Work willingly. Amen. But was it say I know your teacher? Work willingly. You hear people talking like that. Your customer service is flawed. If it is taxi that you are driving, for you may know you want to raise money and go and start something. But now you are driving your taxi. When people enter the taxi, excellence. Let the smell be good. It's all better not taxi. No man, I just say. Nehuneshabontinsa. Let whatever you are doing for now. Because you see, whilst you are doing it excellently, that is what will lead you to your next level. That's what will lead you to your next level. But if what is in your hands, you there is no excellence. If you are not careful, you will move to the next level. So, those who want to deliver excellence, they look beyond men's approval. And they deliver wholeheartedly. They deliver wholeheartedly. Number six and the final one. They don't promise what they cannot deliver. They don't promise what they cannot deliver. A lot of people promise what they cannot deliver. So at the end of the day, your customer's expectation is like this. And you don't even meet the expectation much more to exceed his or her expectation. But we are supposed to exceed people's expectation. If it is totally impossible, call the person ahead and apologize and tell the person that I intended to finish your thing tomorrow. But some, some way, somehow, 
please. Uh, and then you make a promise that will meet the person halfway. Amen. You make a promise that will meet the person halfway. We, we don't want to make... Credit crowd in front of And you see, when you go outside, that is what they do. He promises you come for the thing today or tomorrow. He realizes that he can't meet it. He calls you a day before. Do you know what he does? Instead of you walking to the place, he will intentionally drive and bring it to you. So he's giving you something for what you have missed so that you come again. They had a no no. Onua, onya no. Onua, on frere, on kashi. Uben nanti wudo time, no bibias, I could drew her. Uber drew a cra no niho. Near for phone a freno. No, I catch radio, or be a crowd friend cra on fa. On fa, and as I could draw, you better phone a freno, baby, or teteho. I got a catch and see in ye. Some of them, the things they would tell the person on phone, the person finds it difficult telling you in the face. No, no, Kradi asem. Meden, nimkwana e pam natare. Nimkwana e dene kaba workshop. Nimkwana e dene document aba hasi enye wejuma. Kofukra papa kra document waha. And they, 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 they talk just like that. But you go outside. The reason why they are far ahead of us is because they have, they promise and they want to deliver on their promise. And then they realize that their promise is delivering. They try to give you something in addition to compensate for what they have not delivered. We don't want to give anything in compensation. You go outside, people are prepared to lose money so that you can come next time. So that you can come next time. I pick a multi-socket in a shop in Aberdeen. The mistake they made is that the price they've written on the thing is less than the price they've written on the same thing in other places. So I picked the thing. I got there. The guy was collecting money. I said, no, this is not the price I saw on the thing. This is not what I'm buying it for. He said, oh, that is the price. I said, no. He got up from the, the, the machine, walked with me to go and show him where I picked it. When I went and showed him, there were some there with a different price from the others. You know what he did? He called the supervisor in and he sold it to me at the price. After I'm gone, they change all of them and move them to where it is. Ganaha, onobeye argument is Meanwhile, he has done the mistake by putting a wrong price on the same thing and I've picked you with that price and I've walked to the front and I'm paying. You are telling me that it is not the price when you have made the mistake. It's a yeah, yeah, mistake, Adebi. We have people that when you enter the shop and you pick the thing and you put it down, customer service zero. Meanwhile, he is supposed to let the customer go and he will come and pick the thing and arrange it. Amen. So let's learn it in church. Customer service everywhere. It appears everywhere. And you don't promise what you cannot deliver. So be careful when you are telling somebody he should come for something at a certain time. Amen. Amen. Look at Jesus in Matthew 21. We are about closing. And what he advised people who promised things they don't deliver. Matthew 21, 28. 
This one, he gave a parable of two sons. Matthew 21. He said, but what do you think about this? A man with two sons told the older boy, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, no, I won't go. But later, he changed his mind and went anyway. So, his promise was, I can't give you that. Amen. But when he changed his mind, what has he done to the man? He has exceeded the man's expectation. Because by the man's expectation, this boy is not going anywhere. Let's forget about him. And yet, he changed his mind and exceeded the man's expectation. Verse 30. Then the father told the other son, you go. And he said, yes, sir, I will. But he didn't go. Which of the two obeyed his father? They replied, the first. Then Jesus explained his meaning. I tell you the truth. Corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. Amen. The reason why corrupt and unusual people do better than us in business is because they deliver on their promises though they are corrupt people. We, we don't deliver. On, we promise and we under deliver. So what we promise the person is not what we give to the person. Amen. And there is a scripture that says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Let me go, go and look for it. So you give the person high hopes. I will go. Now when it comes to delivering on I will go, you don't go. Jesus said when you do that, even prostitutes and tax collectors will overtake. In Jesus' time, when they talk tax collectors, it's not the ones we have today. There are people who come and then when the thing is 20 cities, he will tell you, okay, pay five and give ten to me. Then it will be fifteen. I hope you are getting me. Uh-huh. So that's what he said. He said, even those people will go ahead into the kingdom than you. The unusual people because they are like these two parables I've given you. One promises and exceeds the expectation of what he promised. He tells you, I won't, I won't be able to do it. But upon second thought, he said, let me do it. And he does it. The second one gives you a promise. Oh, mommy, you need how cry. I don't know how can you. But yeah, I'm simple. Now, Timaya, the there, you have a lot of hope. Only to go there and they tell you one of the usual excuses. Oh, I forgot it. Yeah, I forgot it. Oh, yesterday, you see, we had light off, so that's why we couldn't do your thing. Yesterday, it rained, so all the young guys who work with me, they didn't come. I was the only person here, so, so we couldn't do it for you. Hope deferred makes their heart sick. So they come, they won't come again. And somebody who is corrupt and even doesn't even know Jack is there and delivering on his promises. And when the person is taking the business for you, we conclude amen when we are young any food that people patronize we brand it that the person is putting something into the food and everybody forgets about customer service everybody and they are 
watching our baby too. The next day, in Kofon Baba, I say, "Oh, you are Nada ben, nada ben. I ain't timing chiremum. So the people look at you, and then do you know what it does? They will go and taste a competitor's product. After tasting, then they realize that hey, say the other people be crash and they be high or high. I'm on maybe. If you're a businessman, make sure that your customers don't taste a competitor's product. Because when they taste a competitor's product, it's the likelihood that they will find better service and they will forget about you. Or it may not even be better, but because that guy is time conscious, they, they will go there. So, people who want to deliver customer service, good and excellent customer service, they don't promise what they cannot deliver. And Jesus is telling Ada, don't promise what you cannot deliver. Or else when you do that, even the sinful and unusual people will overtake you into the kingdom of God. Finally, go with this message in capital letters. Those who deliver the more excellent customer service, they never die. Because they still rule those alive from their graves. Amen. When Shakespeare wrote very good literature material, he is dead. He is ruling your life from his grave because you have to learn it and be given masters in literature. Einstein is gone. You have to apply his principle to get masters or something in physics. Florence Nightingale is dead and gone. You have to apply some of his things and pass your nursing excellent customer service. They have never died. Kwame Nkrumah is dead and gone. But people are learning Nkrumahism and they are trying to adopt Nkrumahism as their political philosophy and all that thing. Why? He is still ruling the lives of those who are living from his grave. Because whatever he did, the people whom, by virtue of whom he carried that title, he gave them good customer service. He gave them good customer service. And he documented his service side that although he's dead and gone, his works and his material are still running the lives of the living from his grave. Good customer service will cause you to still rule the living from your grave. So although you die physically, you may not die. Jesus, although he's not physically here with us, he's still running affairs. He said, I won't be here. I'm leaving you with the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit will still connect with me. Amen. Three years of service on earth. If it's today that he had died at the age of 33, we will write what a shock on his obituary. The better what a shock. Hey, I brand you know, yeah, DC bomb pay mobile. Age 33 pen will we? And Kadio Kegu. But because he delivered good customer service for three years. What he did is still running and being relevant. Will you deliver good customer service? Or you will still get bonded in the excuses all around us and give all the excuses because they look legitimate? Good customer service will cause you to rule people even from your grave. Shall we be on our feet?